Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, and thanks once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the Glasgow is Green podcast, aka GigPod. I'm Stevie, and I'm joined by Rizzo on today's show to discuss the preview ahead of Sunday's derby game against Rangers. Hello, John, on what is a pleasant Friday evening. Indeed. Hi, Stevie. Hi, all our fans out there. A pleasant Friday evening before the chaos, no doubt, of Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Now... Look, first off, getting into the game against Rangers, they were dragged into a storm last night near the end of the game with Slavia Prague when Glenn Kamara was allegedly racially abused by their defender, Andre Kudela. Riva have since said they'll investigate what took place on the pitch as well as a scrap in the tunnel, again, allegedly, after the game. It's clearly something that's not going to weigh in football, John, and although we really want to be talking about the football, it's quite important that we at least acknowledge this. What's your take on all of it for last night? Well, I'd hope of this Slavia Prague guy is uh, found guilty. He's got a long ban. There's no place for racism in football, obviously. Uh, I would hope that if it's turned out that the case was true, he'd be banned for at least, I don't know, a dozen games maybe. Maybe something I was going to say, like play the game, play maybe Prague's next game behind closed doors. But of course, every game's behind closed doors now. And if the guy's been found guilty, then he should get a lengthy ban. And as for the game itself, I just seen like bits and pieces of it. I thought that uh, Prague were the better team and deserved to win. And wasn't really impressed with what I saw for the Angels, but they didn't have to be that good this season to beat us. So there you go. You were talking about the game last night and how Rangers weren't impressive. Thoroughly agree with you as well. What were the main weaknesses in that Rangers team that Celtic could potentially exploit on Sunday? Weirdly enough, I didn't think McGregor was, in, was really impressive, especially with the first goal. He was obviously brilliant against us in that last game. No, he uh, he didn't have the best night, and I thought our defence was quite ropey as well, but then you just don't know if we're going we're gonna to turn up or no on uh, Sunday. Of course, we all hope that we do. And the two games we've played against Rangers this season, we've maybe played good football for, what, like, 45 minutes, and that's at a push. So, I mean, it's about us 
putting a game together against them for once this season. So hopefully we can do that. The match will go ahead after all, John. It turns out social media posts from Celtic and Rangers have convinced the Scottish government that no one will turn up on the Celtic way for this big mythical battle. It really wasn't ever going to happen, though, was it? It was a lot of bluster more than anything, wasn't it, John? Uh, it was all the guff, really. It was the, the government involvement itself in football yet again, which I just I wish it wouldn't do. I don't think the government are big fans of football, as we saw back in August. So, no, I mean, the game was always going to go ahead. It's going to be a weird game. Like, we talked about it in the Dead Rubbers podcast the other day, and that's the first of two Dead Rubbers against Rangers we've got this season. I just wished that John Kennedy and Stephen Gerrard didn't have to make the daft statements. I mean, I really think there was no need. It's, it's silly, basically. And I just hope that if we end up playing them in the Cup... Or anything we don't get more of this like these statements are like re- an emergency summit called and because the teams are going to play at Hamden in the semi-final or the final maybe I mean just no the vast majority of both for both teams fans I'd say are able to deal with a game and they won't be fighting pitched battles and the Celtic way or anything after the game or before the game on Sunday just let us get this game going and over with. Copy that fellow Tim. Now, the game itself then, yes, it's Neil Lennon air quote here, meaningless, but it's also <laughs> huge in that it makes sense that we have a lot to play for, mainly pride, but there's a chance to end their unbeaten league record as well. As we were talking about, John, they were humbled against Slavia Prague from what I saw. They were played at their own game and convincingly done in. Question here is, would you try and emulate the Czech side for this one? Or will we do our usual Celtic 20 21 effort and come out of the blocks flying all gung-ho only to tire after 60 minutes because problem being if you watch Slavia Prague last night as well John I mean they have big physical players and they're also very technical they're very quick and that's not what we have we we don't have that perfect combination of technical footballers who are very very quick and know how to put the boot in as well so that's obviously the problem when it comes to just you know saying do what Slavia did play them at their own game they've got the players to do that we don't so how would you go into the game against Rangers on Sunday the 3-5-2 against them in October was useless they picked us off um, and you know they were actually, they actually took mercy on us in that game it could have been far worse if anything they actually patronised us in that match Ibrox again New Year it was a far far better performance for us I was very sceptical about Neil Lennon playing that diamond formation but as we saw, certainly in the first half, we were excellent and really should have been in the lead by a couple of goals if it wasn't for Alan McGregor and his unfortunate brilliance. But do you think we're going to continue with the diamond formation going into Sunday's match or will there be an ace up in Jonathan Kennedy's sleeve? I'm not sure about the diamond formation really because I fear if we do something like that, we might do something daft like play Ryan Christie as a striker again, which I just hope we don't do. I think we'll probably play one man up front I would imagine Eddie. I think having James Forrest back might be interesting because I know he's no played well against Rangers that often. But maybe that'll be easy to sleeve John Kennedy or give James Forrest to start. I mean, he's no started for us since he came back. He's like had an extra two weeks training for our last game. He's got a point to prove against Rangers. I mean, he did score that winning goal against them uh, two seasons ago now, but I mean, he's not been brilliant against them when you consider how good a player he's been for Celtic in the last uh, 10 years, basically. Maybe if we get an hour out of him, especially, that would give us a, a bit of help. So it'll only be him tiring and not the entire team tiring in the second half. But no, if there's going to be an ace up, 
John Kennedy's sleeve, it could be plain forest. So it's about us turning up, basically. I mean, I hope we can control the midfield for once. I would hope that Scott Brown doesn't play, but I can imagine that he's been back in the team since Kennedy has been managing the team. So I'd imagine that it'll be Brown and uh, Sorrow be on the bench. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, we need to cut out daft mistakes at the back, which have just crippled us this season. I would have Welsh and Ayer at the back. No place for Shane Duffy. I'm sure he'd love to get a goal against Rangers, just to like to say that it's no all been bad, but I doubt he'll be in the starting lineup. He's got a lot of big decisions to make, Keddy. I suppose one of the biggest is who plays in goal. Who would you who would you imagine uh, gets the nod? I think he's just gonna go with Scott Bain. I mean, it'll be a consistency shout from him, won't it? That's who's been in goal in the games against Aberdeen and Dundee United. Say what you want, I don't think Scott Bain's the answer, but he has kept clean sheets. I still believe Barkas would have kept clean sheets in the games as well. But the fact of the matter is, Scott Bain will likely be the number one to the end of the season. That's something that we just have to accept. It's not Scott Bain's first game against Rangers altogether though, because he's played uh, in the 2-1-1 when we beat them when Forrest scored in the last minute, and then the 2-0 defeat at Ibrox. And then obviously Fraser Foster came in after that and made that position his own. But yeah, I think he's going to go with Scott Bain for that. Now, if you look at the Celtic team that played against Rangers last um, in the new year, we had Barkas in goal, Frimpong, Ayer, Beaton, Laxalt in defence, with the diamond in midfield of Soro, Christie, Turnbull, McGregor, with Griffiths and Edward up front. So I don't think we're going to see anything like that tomorrow. Soro is a big shout because he was, I mean, we both agreed, he was excellent against Rangers. Certainly in that first half, John, the last time he played against them. Scott Brink is in there. We saw how much he was run ragged in the game in October when Rangers ran out 2-0 winners. They're going to very likely deploy that same style and formation that they always seem to do against us anyway. They don't ever change it up. And they've got a lot to prove to their own fans too, despite being champions. So it is a crucial one in midfield. We already saw what happened in January. We did everything right apart from getting the goal when it came to controlling that midfield. And I do fear, John, that if Scott Brown starts on Sunday, we're not going to impose ourselves or control the midfield like we did when Sorrow was in there. So that is my big concern, and I'm sure you obviously share that too, because you were talking about it just a few minutes ago. I've talked on the pod before about how I think Scott Brown is a Celtic legend, but, I mean, that talk about him getting another contract for next year, just... No. If they want him to get him as a coach, even... It's like then fine, but no as a player, and as you say, it is a concern if Brown plays, it would just gear up the ghost in midfield. I suppose we better say as well that we better hope we don't get none of our players like, have any brain farts and get sent half like they did. Ibrooks at Jaggery, like Beaton did. I know people were a bit annoyed about that red card, but it really was daft. So I hope that Kennedy's saying don't dent and stupid that gives the referee the chance to send a player off. Who do you think is going to be the front two? Or do you think that Kennedy might just deploy Edward up front on his own? I think it's probably more likely he'd be Eddie up front on his own. I kind of see Griffith starting. Really don't want us to play another daft sort of player that's not a striker as a striker because we've done that too often this season and it's just not worked. I just don't think a Jetty or a Kamala will get an odd either. I think it'll be Eddie up front himself with maybe players supporting him from midfield. But I think he'll be the lone striker. And he has got a point to prove as well this season, Eddie, because even though he's been a be- he's a top goal scorer, he's not actually played that well. He's 
missed a lot more chances this season than he has in previous seasons. I mean, I think if he took all the chances he's got this season, he would be well over 30 goals by now. I mean, he's still obviously been a great player for us, and he's been good this season. And if he leaves in the summer, which I think he probably will be a, a right blow and he'll be dead difficult to replace. But I don't know. It's his last game at home against Rangers, I would imagine, unless we play him in the Cup. I don't know, he'll be wanting to maybe sign off with a goal or two. Hopefully that'll be motivation for him. I think Edward still, you know, it says a lot, John, for a guy like him. He's not hit anywhere near the standards we know he's capable of. Still a thought goal scorer. And without him this season, we'd be in the shit. So I reckon Edward certainly has a big point to prove in Sunday. You know, one of the things as well is, so for what I saw at Rangers last night, John, you know, Stephen Davis, he's controlled their midfield in the league pretty much every game. So is Glenn Kamara. They've obviously done enough and they knew how to prepare, how to like control these games in the league. But last night up against Slavia Prague, totally different, John. Um, I think it was Romada and Provod in the middle sitting. Uh, Stanchu was a constant threat. In that Rangers midfield, they were exposed, they were vulnerable. And I would like to see, it's easier said than done, of course, John, because we don't have the players that Slavia Prague do. We don't have the system and the tactical know-how that Slavia Prague do as well, you know. That's Obviously not going to happen, especially with an interim manager that we've got. That takes ages to develop a culture that Slavia Prague have put in place. But at the very, very least, the aggressive pressing that Slavia imposed on Rangers last night, it was the first I'd seen them really panicking. And, you know, for, for all I've watched Rangers this season, they've always looked as if they're in control, but they weren't last night from the off. They shouldn't be coming to Celtic Park in this occasion. Champions or not feeling that they can just swan about and they're going to be able to get the run of the place. <laughs> Our minimal expectations is this time. It can't be anything like it was in October. I know we're setting the bar really low here, John, but not getting a shot on target against them was an absolute disgrace. And I think for a start, we have to put that right. And I, I'm aware that well, obviously that is a very, very low bar, but that is where we are this season. Secondly, we haven't scored a goal against them this season. We have to sort that out as well. And the third part is, I mean, three points is pretty much, again, the minimal target for this one. Uh, the bar's so low, it's practically on the ground. <laughs> um, if you look back briefly at that game in October, okay, we did have players out because of the virus. But, I mean, not having a shot and goal against Rangers, I mean, that is just powerful. Even in Celtic's worst days, like, remember the 90s and all that, we put up a fight at least against Rangers and there was none of that in October. Okay, we done slightly better uh, at the game in January, but as you said, still no scored a goal. So I I mean, for a start, put Rangers under pressure for the start, as you said. Like if we got an early goal, that'd be great. But I three points, okay, we've sort of talked about this before, but even if we get three points, John Kennedy shouldn't be the manager. But I would put all their invincible stuff to an end, even though they're nearly comparable to us, because we did win the League Cup that season. And, of course, Rangers didn't win that this year. So, big for a load of reasons to try and get the win. I know like it's been downplayed a lot, and I can understand why, because it is a dead rubber. And it still, with no fans there, it's not going to feel the same as it usually does against Rangers. But, I mean, just to get some pride back this season... It would be a lot for the team if they went out and like won two or three nil. I mean, they expect that to happen, probably not, but it would be big. I mean, just for the confidence going forward, it would just it wouldn't make the season at all 
any better. But I don't know. I think it would give players plenty of confidence. They're needing, they're needing a statement win this season. We've still not had one. It's not been great either since Kennedy took over. But I mean, a good win against Rangers would set us up, I think, for the rest of the season. See the fact that Rangers had a game last night, John, and we've had a fortnight off. Will that be an advantage to us, in your opinion? Or could there be rustiness in our game, meaning Rangers are far more match fit than us and they'll have the adrenaline to take them on into this one? How do you think that's going to go, psychologically? Well, you would hope it would have an effect on them. But then you don't know, because as I've said before, and as you've said before, it just depends on how Celtic approach the game. I mean, if Celtic are up for it, which we haven't been enough this season, then we could take the game with them and put them under real pressure for the start. And that maybe two weeks off could tell, or as you say, the players could be rusty and make some daft mistakes. I mean, I was hoping, I said it before, that Kerry's drilling it into them, don't make any stupid mistakes in against Rangers. So, I mean, that really remains to be seen. I mean, it could affect Rangers or... It could affect us, but I'll be sitting in the fence actually. <laughs> well, the last two games at Celtic Park, one the one two one December twenty nineteen, and then October last year, they've set the tone right away. They've came to Celtic Park in the first five minutes. It's been all them. They've controlled it, and you always knew where it was going to go. We can't let that happen this time. I'm not saying we have to come out the blocks flying, but we've just got to have a level of control and discipline. So we do, and we've got to have a shape and stick to it. We've got to have a structure and stick to it. And no be all over the place like we were against them. Certainly in the last game at Celtic Park, where you just knew after the first couple of minutes it was done. You know, we're talking about like the fact Rangers had a game on Thursday and we've had all the time off. I'm thinking about like the last time that was such a factor, a big factor. Remember 2003 when we went to Boa Vista on the Thursday, flew back on the Friday, I believe, and then we had a game at Ibrox on the Sunday. I don't think Rangers played all week, and there was all this talk about. Right, okay, first off, I understand this is not the same level of magnitude because we were both going for the title that stage in the season and this is mid-March and it's over. But the point is, I remember that was just all it was talked about. Celtic were going to be drained and we're going to be done in from the flying back for Boavista and it was an energy sapping night. And then we went to Ibrox and the baiting hot sun and one two one. And that was a Celtic team that wasn't anywhere near as fit, I would say, as this current one as bad as they are. They may not be this fit, but they were a much, much, much better team. They're winners though, weren't they? They're winners. Well, this team are winners basically, but there's no show that this season. And of course, don't forget we did reach the UEFA Cup final on the Thursday before we went to Ibrox. So no doubt the team were up for that. Although we did really have to win that game because I think we were maybe five points behind with a game in hand. And if we'd lost it, we probably would have ended up being out and having any chance at all for the league. We didn't win in the end, but that one gave us a chance. But no, I mean, I don't know. I think if Rangers had won last night, then they would have been massively confident about uh, the game for the weekend. But I don't know. Hopefully the confidence has took a bit of a dent after the defeat. But we'll just need to wait and see. I mean, we just hope Celtic actually sustain a, pe- a period of pressure against Rangers. Don't just play for 45 minutes. Or don't just play no at all. Like we did bad in October. Just put together a whole game and hopefully that can get us a decent result. Right, moving on quickly, John, to David Turnbull. He was on atrocious form today. A terrible, monotonous presser. But, <laughs> thankfully, he's a wonderful footballer and that's all that matters. Were you as surprised as I was that he was not included in Steve Clark's Scotland team during the week? I have to say no, because I think Steve Clark will want to remain faithful to the guys that have got him to the Euros. I mean, that's why he's picking somebody like McBurney. 
has been pretty poor for Sheffield United this season. So no, I'm not really surprised. I mean, I think in time he'll be a Scotland regular, but I don't think he'll make the squad for the Euros either, and that's fine by me. I mean, obviously I'd like to see Celtic players in the Euros, but I think a player like Turnbull, I'd be happy with him getting like a full pre-season under his belt, because he'll be a He's been a big player for us this season, but he'll be even bigger next season because we'd imagine that whoever the new manager is, he'll actually have him in the team for August. He won't put him in the team for like November. So, no, can't say I was really that surprised because I think that Steve Clark understandably wants to keep faith with the players that have uh, got him to the European Championships. Scotland's loss is indeed Celtic's gain. Now, David Tumble will be one of the first names on the team sheet on Sunday, but John, if you were the manager... Let me hear your team to play Rangers on Sunday. Who's your starting eleven going to be? Bean, Taylor, Kenny, Ayer, Welsh. Uh, midfield, McGregor, Tumble and Sorrow I'd pick. Unfortunately, I don't think it will be Sorrow. I think it'll be uh, Bruni. I'd have Eddie up front and on the wings. I'd have Forrest and I'd probably play... Il Unisi, I suppose, over Christie. I mean, I don't really end them are really suited for the wing, but I think I should pick. And Christie's driving me mad. They're constantly taking about 40 pot shots a game that go miles over the bar. So that'd be my team. So what about your team? Yeah, again, I mean, in an ideal world, Barkas would have the chance to show what he can do. But unfortunately, I think if we just rotate goalies again, it would be a recipe for disaster and we don't need any more disasters, especially on Sunday. I would go with Scott Bain uh, at the back, Kenny, Welsh, Ayer, Greg Taylor too. I actually think Taylor's a more convincing fullback than Laxalt. Um, I'd have Greg Taylor there all day. Midfield, I would have Callum McGregor, David Turnbull and I'd have Sorrow in there as well. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see him there. And here's a shout I wouldn't rush James Forrest back so soon than now I really wouldn't I think for this game and as much as he's frustrating I would still have Ryan Christ out on the right with El Yunusi on the left and Edward up front I understand the need to want to see James Forrest back we all realise how big a player he is for us and he's been absolutely brilliant for us a modern day Celtic legend as well but I just wouldn't rush him for the intensity of this one and for the fact that I just think it would be far too soon for him. And then if he if he breaks down or pulls up with anything pre-season, he can't afford to be getting into that injured. I think, depending on how the game's going, I'm, ha- I'm happy to see uh, Forrest come on as a sub, though. I'm happy to see, you know, if, say we're winning 2-0 and he needs a run out for 15, great. If we're chasing the game and we need somebody to sort of stretch Rangers fullbacks, like Barisic, who might be tired for Thursday, by all means, I'd like to see that too. But I think he's got to come on against a tiring Rangers team, not one for the start. And that's my shoot, brother. So now, finally, speaking of shoots, give me your shoot prediction for it, John. <laughs> I'll let my heart rule my head and I'll go for a 2-1 Celtic win. I don't think we're going to get beat, but I can see a score draw. I can see one each. I'm going to go with 1-1. One, one. But if we put in a good performance, I suppose a draw would be maybe not that dreadful. Obviously, we want to win for numerous reasons. It'd just be good to feel good about Celtic for the first time in more than a year. So, uh, I will just need to wait and see, but hopefully we don't lose anyway. Well, there we go. A very quick preview of Sunday's game against Rangers. But that's not where we're stopping. 
don't worry, we'll be back on Sunday and it will be a review where it's going to be myself, Rizzo and Spunkphone talking about the game that apparently means nothing. But comes Sunday at 12 o'clock, we all know John will be foaming at the mouth <laughs> as soon as that first misplaced pass is made. So aye, we'll catch you then. You already know where to find us. I won't do my usual spiel. I will just simply say thanks very much for tuning in before your weekend hits. Have a cracker and I'll let John have the final word as always. Right, thanks Stevie and thanks for listening everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us positive reviews in the usual podcast platforms. You know where to find us by now. And thanks for listening. We'll speak to you after the game on Sunday and hail, hail. Oh, very quickly, John. Are you also uh, terrified and excited about your, I was going to say face to face, but voice to voice with Spunkphone? I'll be recording it under the bed. <laughs> All right, catch you Sunday, listeners. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.